Hello, Chronic Carrot listeners. My name is Daniel, and it is my joy that you are here. Before we get to the carrot, I want to personally thank you for joining us. Carrot Chronicles would not be what it is without you. Please, if you enjoy us, follow us on Facebook at Kairos Carrot Chronicles. And you can follow us on Spotify under the name Carrot Chronicles. Now to the podcast. Welcome back to the Carrot Chronicles. Um, this is our first episode of the new year. We took three weeks off, and we're happy that you're joining us. Um, this is a very special episode of the podcast because we're I'm talking to someone who's currently, it's right now 4.05 p.m. on January 12th, where I am, and it's about, if my math is correct, is it 9 a.m.? where you are daniel that is correct 9 a.m on the 13th 17 hours <laughs> that's a big time difference yeah i was so happy this is the sun up where you are yeah um the sunrise is pretty early here like 4 a.m so it's actually getting hot outside right now well i also the sun the sun is still up here so it's kind of crazy that we're in two different hemispheres, but I can see the sun and so can you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's weird. Uh, so this is just going to be, it's going to obviously be a different type of podcast. Um, normally, have you listened to these before, Daniel? Every single one, except for the secret episodes that I'm sure you have. Oh, so many secret ones. Yeah. Just kidding. I don't have any. But <laughs> well, except for all of my mistakes. I have those. Maybe I'll do a blooper episode. Um, but yeah, there's um, normally we talk about uh, what we've been going over in Kairos and just kind of like a cool review. But since um, we just started back up with Kairos and you haven't been. Uh, to Kairos. Okay. Um, okay. Sorry about that. Um, no worries. So we normally go over that, but since you haven't been there, I wanted to talk just kind of about like what you're doing um, in Australia right now and maybe just get like a compare and contrast, like what's different in Australia than it is in America. Uh, I'm curious to hear like your like any social differences or like any um, weird things Australian do. And also I want to hear if you've tried Vegemite. Is that the big Australian thing? It is. It very much is. Um, and, you know, sad to say for me, I do not uh, love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I try it tastes like, I mean, you know, there's Vegemite in America, so. I'm sure lots of people over the what it tastes like. But it just tastes like eating salt, basically. So that, like sour salt. Mm. Much- yeah. Um, that sounds dreadful. <laughs> unless you like salty things. Um, actually, I do like salty things, but I still did not like that tonight. So, uh, 
But yeah, so over here though, um, yeah, I live on the base uh, at YWAM, um, which is yes. the school I'm going to currently. And actually, like half the students and half the, more than half the students, um, and most of the staff here are uh, American. So honestly, living here is not that different socially because I'm usually on base. So it's just you know socially, it's just like I'm back in America, really. But well, um, yeah, when I yeah when I do go out into the big uh, you know Australian world, um, it's I don't know it's it's like a little different, like just in the things that people say. Um, like one thing that people say here is like, how are you going rather than how are you doing? So that was kind of weird at first. Um, there's just little differences in the things like that people say like that, but it's honestly not very different. Um, I mean, people walk to the left over here. So I had to get used to that because I kept running into people because I kept running. <laughs> <to the right. laughs> yeah. So just little things like that. It's not, there's not honestly like that big of a difference. It's not like going to Europe or anything. So. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, I so what are you, what are you doing on a day to day basis out there? Is it a lot of, um, on base activities, or do you, do you end up getting out a lot? It varies week to week. Um, so a typical day is I'll wake up in the morning like six thirty, um, have some quiet time with God, get ready for the day, eat breakfast, and all that. Um, and then we'll have lectures until like, well, we usually do prayer in the morning for like an hour, um, together. And then we'll have lectures until like lunchtime. Um, and the lectures are on just different stuff every week. This past week we did lectures on destiny. So just like what, what God wants us to do with our future or just like learning how to figure that out. Um, so yeah, then we'll have lectures then the afternoon it's different um i usually do photography in the afternoon because that's the specific track i'm in like the track is something that you do in addition to the lectures so they have video photography um, music so i'll usually do photography and then in the evenings it's just kind of free just hanging out and doing whatever but the week before this um was evangelism so we actually did lectures and then after lectures we went out and like evangelized in um in the city so yeah it looks different week to week but um that's usually what we do uh from day to day on a typical week that's awesome man how so obviously as someone who's been on the las vegas trip i'm curious how how did people respond just getting out there and evangelizing? I know, you know, in Las Vegas, if you've never been on the uh, Kairos mission trip to Las Vegas, people, you get a wide range of reactions. I'm wondering if, are people like receptive to it? Cause they know they're close to like a YWAM campus or are they kind of standoffish? So it's, like when we go out evangelizing here, it's not like people know we're from YWAM because YWAM isn't super well known here. Okay. Um, so it's not, yeah, it's not like the base is popular and, and everyone knows about it. Um, but I feel like in Vegas, people on some level there kind of know they're broken. It's like, you know, they're in Vegas to, you know, it 
in Vegas are kind of out of their normal comfort zones and their selves, though a stranger approaching them, like you said, we get a lot of different reactions, but I feel like generally people are more open to it. Whereas here we're going and evangelizing in the city. And so people are kind of going about their day-to-day lives. So they're not as receptive to like a stranger, like stopping them and, you know, having conversation with them. Um, but we, we actually, the place in the city we were going does have a lot of tourists um, from other countries. So those people are more receptive to talking to us, which is cool. But yeah, the, the vibe, I guess, in Australia that people kind of give off is just like, you know, that's, that's cool for you. But for me, it's not like, it's not for me. Um, okay. Kind of a thing. Yeah. I mean, in general, that's not always the response we get, but. Sure. That's interesting because I don't, I don't know much about like the history of Australia, but you know, America, we know at least the founding fathers like founded this country on Christian principles. And I just, yeah. I, I imagine over time that, that um, shaped how people react in our country. And I, I just don't know anything about Australia's background. Um, I just, I wonder if that has something to do with it. Yeah. I was just saying that like the general attitude here is like, um, you know, in America, you might share something with someone and someone might be like, well, you know, that's kind of dumb. Like, I don't believe in that. And to hear it's kind of like, you'll share something with someone. They'll be like, you know, that's, that's your thing and that's fine. But you know, that's not for me. Um, so I think that's just a general, you know, atmosphere here. And I'm not sure where that came from, but, um, that's just kind of what I've noticed and how I've heard other people talk about it. Okay. That's, yeah, that is, that's really interesting. And I know that that's becoming more and more the feeling over here is like, um, if that's good for you, then great. And it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be right for me. And I remember last year going out in Las Vegas we had a lady who legitimately was like, there's probably more than one option to get to what we would call heaven. And she was just like, yeah, and you're following your way and I'll follow my way, but we'll end up at the same place. And that's, I, that's obviously not true, but right. um, it's, it's becoming more and more a openness and a, just like accept everything, but um, obviously there's some theological problems to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says here that in the 2016 census in Australia, that 22.6 percent of the population constituted themselves as Catholics, and than like 13.3% just of all other sects of Christianity. Um, So that's obviously those numbers are a lot smaller than here in America. I think in America, it's like 80% of the country says that they're Christian of some sort. And out there it's like 35%. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I actually met a guy here. I I brought up like the conversation of Jesus to him. We were just at a park. Um, 
and so I brought up Jesus and he had like no idea what I was talking about like never heard about him before and I've never encountered that in my life like I know there are people in America who've never heard of Jesus but like I never ran into any of them um, sure. and so like it was interesting for me to like come across someone where it's just like yeah I've, that's interesting I've never heard of that before and I'm just like usually someone has something to say about Jesus, whether it's like they don't believe in him or whether they are like, oh yeah, I used to believe in him or something like that. But this guy was just like, yeah, that's that's completely new. I don't know what you're talking about. That's so cool because from an evangelistic standpoint, it's like if you don't know anything about it, then you don't have any preconceived notions of what I'm trying to do. And like a lot of people will mistake like when I walk up to someone in Vegas, so I've gotten mistaken for like um, trying trying to sell something. Like, oh, yeah. you're just gonna be like, try to sell me, you know, like snake oil, and be like, oh, well, here's holy water, and if you like rub it on <laughs> your joint, I'll heal you or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back. Can you hear me? Yes, back. Sweet. So it looks like it caps this at 20 minutes and then it's just like, okay, you're done. Oh. <laughs> um, nice. So just without warning, just like, okay, that's that. I hope you are done with what you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. So you were saying, you were telling me about Vegas. So like the, the notion people have when you go up to them, kind of the wariness of like, are you trying to sell me snake oil? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, we had one, we, we have so many people every year that I try to talk to on, especially Fremont street. And they're just like, not interested. Um, yeah. and kind of like wave you off. And my, my classic opening line is, I'm not going to sell you anything. I promise. I'm not trying to sell yeah. you anything. And it's like when you say that to someone in that setting, it's like a light bulb comes on. They're like, Oh, well, okay. What do you got? And, yeah. um, at that point, hopefully they're, uh, more receptive to a conversation, but it doesn't always happen because those, uh, those blinders, they come on hard. And even if you say, I'm not trying to sell you anything, Sometimes you still just get a not interested in in yeah. response, but what are you gonna do? I know, man. Just do what you gotta do. Just do what you gotta do. At this point, it's just like, all right, well, you know that clearly wasn't a conversation that the Lord wanted me to participate in, so that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. and. It's so important to just be able to realize that um, God directs your steps out there and directs your steps everywhere. But if conversations don't happen, to not feel like, man, that was a fail. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. You know, actually, uh, I've been kind of learning here, I think, that, you know, just from the perspective of like, well, maybe mommy have the conversation. I think I've just learned here that God like does want those conversations to happen, but like, you know, the other person does have to agree. And so when they kind of like shun us away, like just God is like sad with us at the same time because we're like both rejected then. Um, 
you know, the other person just like turns away. They're like, we don't want to talk. Um, and so I think like God did hope that they would be receptive, but he's not like disappointed in us when they're not receptive. He's just kind of sad with us at the same time because he was hoping that they would listen to what he had to say, you know? Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Um, and if you heard, uh, you've heard Vincent's story a couple of times. Vincent yeah. is a Kairos alumni, uh, for those listening that don't know who Vincent is. And he, he had many people come up and try to share the gospel with him before he was a Christian. And it just didn't happen for whatever reason. But, um, I, I really feel like God's timing has to be in place and, uh, you don't know what even just approaching that person uh, can do. God, God can work with anything. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, well, Daniel, I wanted to do a segment where um, have you read Jordan Peterson's uh, 12 Rules for Life? Have you ever read that book? I have not. Um, I heard you guys talk about the first uh, several of them, which were like sit up straight, clean your room. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, something like that, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what we've been going over with uh, in Kairos. And every chapter is like a new rule that he recommends um, kind of, following for for the best life in jordan peterson's opinion and i wanted to see what are some daniel road rules for life uh since you've been maybe learning some things out out at ywam and what what have you learned so far what would be a, a couple obviously you don't have to give me 12 but what do you yeah. what do you think if you had to say here's daniel road's rules for life um, what would what would you say? The first one um, for me would be like, remember that God loves you. And I feel like as a Christian, that's kind of just like, oh well, yeah, like God loves you. That's like that's the basic of basics of Christianity. You should know that. But like coming here, I kind of realized how much I didn't know that. Um, especially with like the passage in the Bible, where Jesus says that if you love me, you'll obey me. And I just noticed like so many times in my life that I don't obey God. So I would think like, Oh, like I must not love God because I'm not obeying him. And so I have to try harder. Um, and I realized like what Jesus was saying that is that love is a response or sorry, obedience is a response to love. So obedience is something that we just do because we are, it's not like, that we obey and that is the love that God is receiving. So love um, produces obedience, but obedience doesn't produce love. We can still. Um, and so it's just encouraged me to see like that as an indicator, like how much I'm obeying God shows me how much I'm. And if I'm not obeying God, then I'm maybe being more closed off to his love and not realizing it um, in my own life. So that was that was the first one um, that I realized, which is pretty cool. And the second one I would say is to like test things. Um, 
Ooh, interesting. Yeah, to, yeah, so I guess to be more specific with that, just like um, I struggled with the mentality in my life of so long, just assuming something wouldn't work. Just like, you know, especially with like evangelism where the biggest guy would be like, go talk to that person. I'd be like, oh, they won't want to listen to me. They will, you know, they'll just be like, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Um, and so I feel like that's been encouraging me to like test thoughts like that. Any thought that would keep you from doing something like to test just if you think you have a lack of ability in something, um, just to verify that that's actually true before you accept that you don't have the ability to do something. Um, so yeah, that was, that's the second one. And let's see, the third one I have been learning is the importance of letting God interpret the scriptures that you read. Um, Another thing I noticed is just that I can Bible and I'll just like take something out of it that was not put there by God. Um, I, I can definitely find times in my life where I take things out of context and um, later learn that, whoa, I was taking that way out of context. And um, yeah. I, I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's definitely been big for me just inviting God into my Bible reading time rather than just, like, taking the Bible like a textbook and going off by myself to read it. So how would you – I'm just curious. How would you say that you invite God into that time? Because I know a lot of people would say, okay, I, maybe I say a prayer and, you know, go off to a quiet place and I don't really feel like that's – doing anything uh what what would you say i think the biggest thing for me um is just believing that god wants to talk to me like before coming here i didn't really believe that much that god actually wanted to talk to me so yeah yeah so the first step for me was actually believing that i want to talk to me because i could say all day long like oh yeah like god i want you to tell me what this means but then I wouldn't actually believe that he wanted to tell me what it meant. And so I wouldn't be listening for what he had to say. So the first step is just for me talking to myself really and just telling myself that God like is there. He does want to talk to me and, um, and like tell me what these scriptures mean. Um, and of course there's a timing to it. He doesn't just like tell me every time what every single verse means, but I've noticed that. <laughs> over time he reveals more and more um so i think the first step is just becoming attentive yourself and believing that yeah i'm going to ask god to speak to me and he actually does want to speak to me absolutely and i i love what you said by you know knowing that god wants to talk to you he's yearning for it like when we set up this when we set up this podcast to uh, talk to each other. It was like, okay, we're going to, you know, we talked a week beforehand and we got it on our schedules. And, you know, there, there's this confidence that both of us wanted to talk to each other. There was no doubt in our mind that, you know, we would both show up to this. And if we can go with the same confidence that, you know, it, God doesn't even have to you, you don't have to schedule an appointment with God. You just have to um, know that he's always there and always available to talk to you. 
and he will he will focus on you. He he has the ability to focus on all of us, which is pretty amazing. But um, if if we approached our prayer time with that same confidence of I'm about to pray and I know God's going to be there and I know he's going to be listening to me. It makes a big difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> For sure. Um, well, Daniel, uh, I really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your busy schedule. I know uh, you got a lot of things to do out there and man, we are everyone at Kairos is so like, just proud of you, and uh, we miss you a lot, and we love you for sure. Oh, thanks, man. I miss you guys too. For sure, I still have uh, uh, my little um, check-in with Daniel Road uh, <laughs> reminder oh, in my yeah. phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and every, I just, I every time uh, it goes off, I, I remember to pray for you, and um, mm. just so proud of what you're doing out there, man. We love you a lot. Thank you so much, man. And your your prayers and encouragement really helped me um, just be ready to come here because I was really struggling before. So, yeah, I just want to thank you for that and helping me come out here. Absolutely, buddy. Anytime. Um, well, thank you guys so much for uh, listening to the Carrot Chronicles. Um, do want to remind you that we are on Facebook uh, it's, you just type in at Kairos Carrot Chronicles. You can find us there. We're on Spotify. Um, we're recording on the Anchor app. You can find us there. Um, and as well as I post the link to the Kairos Has Come page and the Facebook page for Carrot Chronicles every week. Um, so uh, we are certainly excited to be back for the new year. And um, thank you, Daniel, for your time, buddy. Of course. Thanks for including me. Absolutely, man. We'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Bye, bud. Bye. You didn't think I'd really leave without saying have a good one, did you? Well... If you're still here and you're listening to this, you're the real MVP. Have a good one.